great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are starting with uh, a bit of bad news, shocking news uh, out of Florida. If you've been paying attention to WABC, a short time ago in Orlando, Florida, a uh, TV reporter and a nine-year-old girl killed by a gunman who returned to the scene of a previous shooting. He's accused of killing a woman Wednesday morning and then returning to the scene. Just to, just imagine this. So there, there's a murder and reporters are outside trying to gather their stories and so on. And he returns to shoot four more people, including the child and the journalists. And two other people were also wounded, including a second News 13 journalist. And to put this in perspective, Spectrum News 13 is just like in New York, our New York one. In fact, it's owned by the same exact company. And uh, Spectrum News 13 uh, was started based on the New York One uh, model. So the unthinkable horror began around 11 a.m. when he allegedly shot and killed a 20-year-old woman, the suspect, uh, and the woman was sitting in a car on the street. The suspect is uh, Keith Melvin Moses. Uh, Again, um, 19 years old, and you should see the disgusting smirk on his face. Like he's almost proud. And I guess this is the only thing in his in his miserable life that, that he'll ever have uh, that he could point to. And he's African-American, and he has one of these weird hairdos. I don't know what the kids call it, but it looks almost like a king's crown on top of his head. And as he was being escorted by um, by police, he's standing there with this stupid smirk on his face. And so the journalists were actually sitting in their car, as we all do, writing their story, about to edit their story, when the uh, gunman uh, came up to them and opened fire, and the other journalist that was in the vehicle is in critical condition as of right now, and they were actually working on a story about the previous shooting. This is the Pine Hills, Pine Hills neighborhood uh, of uh, Orlando and Spectrum News 13. I, I tip my, my hat to my colleagues this morning because they are still continuing to cover the story. This is one of their journalists, Celeste Springer, on scene near the murder scene just a short time ago. This is extremely devastating for all of us, but I'm proud to have such an amazing team backing all of us. We really are such an incredible family here tonight, and of course, we're all praying uh, for for our news member who's in the hospital right now. Um, e. Beth, our anchor, has been in and out here talking to us. She's actually going and grabbing us some drinks right now to, to help us out, but um, a couple hours ago, before we learned that our news member had passed away, uh, we all stood in a circle here and said a quick prayer. And all I can ask for anyone watching at home right now is please, please say a prayer tonight for our, our co-worker who is in critical condition. And while you're at it, please say a prayer for every victim of gun violence in this country. Reporting live in Orlando, Celeste Springer, Spectrum News. This is... Ex- and so... 
this uh, shooter walked up to the News 13 vehicle again and just opened fire. So he wanted to do as much damage as humanly possible. And uh, I, I hope you're proud of yourself, animal. I hope you're proud of yourself uh, for, for what you have done. So moving on to um, to uh, other issues that we're dealing with this morning. Remember the bodega owner, the bodega worker, I should say, Jose Alba? Well, he's planning to sue the city of New York, and good for him, good for Mr. Alba for what he was put through for $10 million over wrongful prosecution in that murder case. You may recall uh, he got into the scuffle with the uh, with the uh, the boyfriend uh, the, of a of a woman. She had came in and her her um, her card uh, did not work. Her public assistance card, and they got into it. and And her boyfriend goes behind the counter and he's attacking Mr. Alba. And Mr. Alba is trying to defuse the situation, but the boyfriend would have none of it. Mr. Alba tries to get around the boyfriend to le- even leave. And he pushes him back. Alba pulls out a knife and stabs him. And Alba uh, spent time on Rikers Island, you may recall, before the case was finally dropped. He plans to file suit next month, according to his attorney. So this is what I want you to help me answer this morning. Does or do... Any of these politicians on the left, do they ever think before they act? It's a real simple premise. Think before you act. Do they ever do it? Two stories where these matters should have been considered before it became law. I've already told you, folks, one of the dumbest things ever was the state of New York legalizing marijuana, as well as other states around the country. So now, after the fact, after the fact, and remember what I said, think before you act, Mayor Adams says he's frustrated with New York City stores, as many as 1,500 selling illegal marijuana and wants help from Albany to tighten state laws. You mean to tell me Albany didn't consider that marijuana would pop up at illegal stores? And your your lawmakers, and and you didn't consider this? So the, the mayor is frustrated with local New York stores selling illegal marijuana, and he wants Albany to help fix the problem, admitting that his hands are tied when it comes to cracking down due to state laws. Adams says we can't have people making a mockery of our system. Well, that's what this legal marijuana is going to amount to. The mayor says we go in, we do enforcement, and I think we can only do $250 fines. But that's the cost of doing business to sellers, and our police officers can't take necessary action. I want you to listen and remember my premise. I'm going to get to story two in a second, and it's just as bad as story one. Remember my premise. Do these politicians on the left, do, do they think before they act, or it's just pandering for votes? Here's Mayor Adams on the illegal stores selling marijuana. We have to zero in on this cannabis stuff. Uh, this cannabis stuff is a real problem, and we must make sure that we can't have people have a mockery of our system. I know the Post wrote a couple of articles right across the street where someone is, uh, we go in, we do enforcement. And I think we can only do um, $250, $250 fine. I thought it was less than that. Uh, but, you know, that's the cost of doing business. And, you know, our police officers can't take the necessary action. Uh, we need to be targeting those landlords that knowingly are renting the space. And so we're going to put a package together just to deal with cannabis so this does not get out of hand. We are, we're about up to about 1,400, 1,500 cannabis 
uh, illegal cannabis shop. We have to start refocusing. These children are waking up in the morning, going into the store, getting gummy bears that is that's laced with with marijuana, and then they're gonna go in school <laughs> and learn. And they're opening up all around us. No, no, no. We are we are losing our grip. Huh. <laughs> all, all all I can do is laugh because um, what what I really want to do is, is not appropriate, but I'm going to do it anyway. Duh. You didn't think about this, not just Adams, Albany. Oh, let the money come in. Ka-ching, it's coming, it's coming. The money is going to flow. Well, it's not going to flow, not going to flow if if you have 1,500 New York City stores selling illegal marijuana. They're not paying a dime in taxes on that. So there goes that argument of of show me the money. And now what you're left with is the harm, the harm of what this marijuana is going to do. The the innocent gummy bears that, that the kids are gonna, going to eat, the young children that are eating these gummy bears and, and are, are being forced to be rushed to local emergency rooms. The car accidents that are going to happen. This this is just one big disaster. One big disaster. Okay. So my premise was, do these politicians on the left think before they act? Story number two. And you had to know this was coming. New York City business owners say the migrant shelters are, guess what? Killing their sales. It doesn't, you don't have to go to the Penn School of Business to figure this out. I mean, how could you not see this coming? So I'm going to break this down, but I want to uh, open up the phone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And in a moment, I'm going to give Curtis Sliwa a lot of credit because Curtis is taking on AOC and Tiffany Caban, and I say, bravo, Curtis, way to go. I'm going to break that down in just one second. But owners and staff of Manhattan shops and restaurants say that their sales have gone down tremendously. People are losing their jobs since City Hall began renting out these hotels for for the uh the the migrants. Now, remember, once they start renting out the hotels to the migrants, for the most part, excuse me, uh, let me let me correct myself. Not renting out the hotels for the migrants, just giving them the rooms. Once they start providing the rooms for free to the migrants, in general, the hotels don't rent out to tourists anymore. Well, this is real easy to figure out. Tourists come to town with money to spend. The migrants are nothing but an absolute drain financially. So these stores and restaurants that are near these hotels, if if you lose your clientele, your business goes down the drain. And that's exactly what's happening. So do you think these migrants, these these business owners, would rather see migrants walking up and down with no money to spend or tourists with plenty to spend? So one business says that the once bustling, if you will, Rector Street has become a ghost town since the Holiday Inn began housing migrants. One Store owner says, we 100% have to make cuts, and some people will lose their jobs over the next next four weeks. The owner of the Cafe Waddle, which is located down the street from the 492-room Holiday Inn in the financial district that began housing migrants earlier this year. So revenue is down, right? So between coffee and just little items, one cafe on a good day 
pulled in $2,000 a day in January. But now, on a good day now, they only ring up $500. So, folks, you do the math. 2000 a day down to 500 a day. And you have staff. You've got to buy the food. You've got to pay rent. It's very hard to make it on that. And I, I, I think before you act, politicians, and I guess, I guess if we really think about this, they are reactionary. They think after the fact. All they kept thinking about is ka-ching, 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 the money for legalized marijuana. Now, look, I told you the problems that would happen, and you ain't seen nothing yet. This is just the beginning. Let's start with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's begin with Tom in Westchester. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? Good morning. I never met a Democrat in decades who knew how to uh, run anything economically uh, sound. Democrats, like you just said, all they know how to do is just react to things and, and Progressives know nothing about economics. The, the day you need to get rid of politicians, politicians don't work for Americans anymore. They work for themselves and they work for foreign interests. And as far as I'm concerned, you need businessmen to run this city, not not these politicians, especially Democrats. All they know how to do is run things into the ground. And, and after a while, all these businesses leaving – and then you see, you know, they're going to make all that back with some economic, uh, with some marijuana tax. I mean, they're, they're just so narrow. They're simple. They're simpletons. That's all and, they are. Simpletons. And you, know, you know what, Tom? I, I, I wish, I wish, I really do wish that I could disagree with you when you describe them as simpletons. But, but when a person is telling the truth, you're telling the truth. You're tell, just the two stories I just gave you, perfect examples. I mean, you legalize marijuana, and now 1,500 stores are selling it illegal, and all you can, illegally, and all you can do is give them a ticket for 250 a pop and maybe take their, their marijuana, and they'll be right back the next day with the marijuana. And now, by, by you giving these migrants the housing, you are literally closing American businesses because they are going to go out of business. And no one, you have a mayor, you have deputy mayors, you have commissioners, you have deputy commissioners, and no one thought about this before you sent out the immigration commissioner to Port Authority to welcome them here. Let's go to Doris in Manhattan. Good morning, Doris. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. I just want to say that now the migrants are requesting hotels with kitchens. <laughs> hey, Thank hey, you. hey, hey, Doris, Doris, Doris here. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Americans that are homeless uh, cannot request uh, kitchens. Yeah. Well, this is this is fact. I know someone that worked in the shelter. Yes. And they told me. That they want kitchens. Well, hey, Doris, what what, what else do they want? Everything. <laughs> and, and, and you know what, Doris? We have no one to blame for this except for our elected officials. No one else to blame for this except for our elected officials. Because there, there was an easy way out. Instead of Mayor Adams saying this is a sanctuary city. He could have said right at the right out out the gate, we would love to welcome them here, but we just don't have the resources. So unfortunately, all we can do is provide a bus ticket to another location. That's all he had to do. That's all he had to do. Doris, thank you for the uh for the uh information. Let's go now to Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to Larry. Larry, you're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. <laughs> Okay, Dominic, I have a solution. I'm going to pass you the ball, and I want you to lateral it to Eric Adams because I could solve this marijuana crisis. And I want to tell you how. He could solve it. And, I, and you could put him up to the truth and see what he's all about, if he's all talk, if he really wants to do something. Because let me tell you what all has to be done. 
All he has to do, and he could save the city, by the way, all he has to do is force the police department to follow the regulations about where people are allowed to smoke pot. If he clears, they're not allowed to smoke in the parks. That's probably 50% at least of where they're smoking. And he could get the city council to make other laws about smoking. Okay, but wait, but wait, Larry, but wait Larry, how is that going to solve the problem of 1,500 stores that I'll are selling? Okay, please tell me. Because it's going to go back to the way it used to be. People are, people, there's not going to be the market for pot if people can't smoke it out in the open like they're doing. No, I, I, I don't know about that. The they'll, they'll, they'll just smoke it. They'll just smoke it privately at home. Uh, well, you know what? It'll cut down on the stores, make it less profitable. Okay. okay. And maybe the stores will get a little bit intimidated and decide it's not such a lucrative business anymore. They might, might as well go back on the street on the street corners and sell nickel and dime bags again. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I hear you, Larry. What I don't understand. Again, you you have, and not not just Adams and these states where marijuana is legal. You have a mayor. You you have a governor. You have deputy mayors. You have commissioners. You have deputy commissioners. On and on and on and on and on and on and on. Which, if you add up the salary of just five of those positions I just named, that's more than a million dollars right there. And you mean to tell me that no one said, "Well, once we legalize marijuana and it's legal." You know, the the bodegas, they're not going to pass up on the money. They're going to make their money illegally. No one thought about this. And and now, and now Larry, we're in an absolute disaster. And it's just beginning. It's just beginning. Do you see any way that this works, Larry? Yes, by doing what I said. Stop for you could improve the state society. And what, what the foreigners in the forest are complaining about the state for marijuana. Why should I have to walk down the street and get, have, have fumes blown in my face? I didn't have to do that. I, I, just I, wanna... I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And it takes me back to the uh, to the lead story uh, tonight. It takes me back, Larry, to the situation in Florida right now as it relates to the television reporter and a nine-year-old that are dead and the second journalist fighting for their life. And the suspect is 19 years old, and this animal happens to be African-American, and he has the nerve to stand there smirking in front of the camera like he's done something good. And I I don't know if his haircut, I'm not good. Maybe I'm getting older in terms of describing these things, but it's like a dread-type hairdo, but, but it's sticking straight up on his head, and it looks like he has... He has like five or six of them on his head, and it looks like a crown on his head, except for there's nothing that we can compare to a king as it relates to this animal. He walked up to a car and shot defenseless journalists trying to cover the story of of a murder that had occurred in the morning and just opened fire on them and then went and killed a nine year old girl. And politicians on the left will tell me and will tell you that we don't need to crack down on crime. Oh, no, they're victims. That's what we hear consistently. Oh, no, Dominic, you can't say that. I make this point all the time. And and I, I dare one of you that, you know, that will call me up and go, oh, Dominic, you know, you're not being fair to the community. You're not being fair to the community. Well, who's being fair to the dead journalists? And the journalist is fighting for their life as we speak. Who's being fair to that nine-year-old child that's dead? And for what? Because this clown is mad because he has a loser life and was never going to amount to anything. And now you have these phony politicians telling these kids, telling telling certain communities, oh, you can't do any wrong. You, it, it's not your fault. It's systemic racism. It's not your fault that you're carrying a gun and that you want to hurt people. You know, you were not done right by society. That's the way that nonsense sounds to me. And I, for one, am sick of it. I'll be right back. Our 
what you were looking for me. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Before I go back to your telephone calls, I'm going to share an email about last night's show. But also, I mentioned Curtis Sliwa. And this morning, I have never been more prouder of Curtis Sliwa because of what he's doing. So, Curtis is leading an effort. Somebody has to do it to move in on the Queen's elected officials, the socialists, right, to challenge the AOCs of the world, the Tiffany Cabans of the world. Somebody has to make sure that these two are not reelected. They need to go, period. So Curtis says, quote, Curtis Lewa, we're going into the belly of the beast of the Democratic Socialists of America in New York City. We're going to take on AOC and Caban. He vows that Republicans will run a candidate against Caban this year and AOC next year with the goal of forming an alliance with moderate Democrats who believe that these two are out of touch on issues such as crime and taxes. Bravo. Bravo to Curtis Lewa. So the rebuttal, Tiffany Caban has tweeted about Curtis Lewa. And she says, and I am quoting verbatim here, the Upper West Side's most deranged right winger, she's talking about Curtis here, most deranged right winger, wants to come to Queens and tell us how to live. He's scared of my vision for democracy and AOC's vision for democracy, economic stability, and true public safety. Help us send this deluded bigot back where he came from by chipping in today. So, Kaching, send us some money. And... I, I, I don't know I don't know what's bigoted about about Curtis Lewa. As I've said for many, many years, he 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 gives you the bravado, but the reality is the guy will give you the shirt off his back. He doesn't want the public to know that, but that's the real Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa, to be frank, has been in the hood trying to help people of color for for many, many years. So what have you done, Tiffany Caban, except talk the talk and, frankly, get paid? What have you done? You run for district attorney. Can you imagine if this woman had been elected district attorney of Queens? This is the world that we are living in, folks. And so before I go right back to the uh, telephone calls, I do want to share. I do want to share a uh, an email that came in from, I'll, uh, I'll just name her as Angela. And Angela says, Dominic, I almost, the story that I did last night about the military family in the Coast Guard on the base in Staten Island, and they have to go to a food pantry uh, that's open twice a month, and they have to be there because uh, many nights they can't have meat with their dinner because they can't afford it. Active duty military personnel. And she says, Dominic, I almost blew a gasket last night when that caller criticized the military family for having too many children, therefore needing visits to the food pantry. I immediately thought of that moron Chuck Schumer advocating citizenship for all illegal immigrants because Americans are not reproducing enough if he's so concerned about the low birth rate of the United States, I think a visit to that Staten Island pantry would be in order where he should personally pack and carry the groceries to that family's home. That's from Angie. Let's go to uh, Steve, Steve in Elmont. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? 
Hey, how you doing, Dominic? Once again, great show, great topic. But whenever you call in regards to marijuana, I have to disagree with you. I don't think it's the problem that it's legalized. I think it's more the problem that people are not following the rules, and it needs to be dealt with more like the way alcohol is being dealt with. If these stores or any store sells alcohol illegally, it is legal, but if you sell it illegally, what are the penalties? What happens to your license after the third time? If you sell it to a minor, what are the penalties? All of these things already are on the book, so why well, are we well, following this? You're, 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 well, well, Steve, uh, you're making a, a, a great point, but <laughs> as it relates to the sanctions with, with alcohol, this has been years and years and years in the making. Marijuana right yeah. now, right now, there are no books in the, on the law and on, there are no laws on the book, uh, on the books, I should say, to stop these illegal store owners. And, and to be honest with you, Steve, I, I respect what you're saying because you're always very thoughtful. But when you're saying it's not the people, the first thing that goes through my mind is that animal down in Orlando tonight where I just feel that we make too many excuses. For the behavior of people, the the man that killed the journalist and the nine year old girl, and, and possibly oh, two other him, people. I think he's sorry for cutting you. I think he should be deleted. The, I mean, no. I bet you he already had a criminal record. He does. No excuses when it comes to any of this violent stuff. And like a passenger I had today was talking about people being arrested twenty, thirty times for violent crimes. We're the only place in the world that that exists. That is just completely stupid. It has nothing to do about being a liberal or a Democrat. It just has to do be you're just a moron and you're trying to sabotage this country, period. There's no AOC or no one can say it's okay to do this and that is the victim that's at fault here. So no way do I even cross the two. If anything, if he was smoking weed, he probably wouldn't have even been so violent like that. He was probably on something else. Right. He doesn't cause you to do those Steve, things. Steve, I, I appreciate uh, where you're coming from, and I, I you're very thoughtful in terms of um, you don't just speak for the sake of uh, talking. But I, I'm, I, I'm just at a loss right now because I, I don't know what it's going to take. I'm going to be completely honest with you right now, Steve. I don't know what it's going to take in the black community for – us to understand what's going on with some of these animals that are out there and, and the things that now, now, of course, of course there, there's crime in every community. There's crime in every, but to, to see that the smirk on this animal's face, he's handcuffed. He's probably going to jail, hopefully for the rest of his natural life in Florida. He just killed a young journalist. Thank you for the call, Steve. I, re- I really do. I really do uh, uh, appreciate uh, your call. He just killed a young journalist and a nine-year-old girl, and and apparently a woman and shot another journalist may die tonight. May die as we're speaking. And for what? You're angry. Mr. 19 years old, because you didn't do a damn thing with your life because you thought you had all the answers because you didn't want to go to school because you wanted to be what the kids call a stick up kid. So when does it stop? When and, and, and apparently this guy committed a murder in the morning and then for whatever reason was angry that the reporters were there in the evening time. Folks, that's what we do when there's a murder. We converge on the scene to report about what's going on. And then you walk up to the vehicle where the journalists are in their car. And they, they just imagine, I'm t- and it's, I've done this a million and one times. And, and, and for reporters, we're always worried. You know, folks like to get behind reporters and wave hi, mom, and so on. But we don't take that very lightly because we're locked into the camera plus to the earpiece where we're receiving direction as we're, it's an illusion that we're just um, communicating with the, you know, with the news anchor. There's a million things going on. And if you wanted to attack a reporter from the back, there's nothing we could do in the middle of a live shot 
to defend ourselves. And so I remember when the journalist was shot in in Virginia a, a few years ago. And now here we go again. And this, this mutt has the nerve, who happens to be African-American, has the nerve to smirk for the camera. There's a nine-year-old girl in the morgue right now because of him. There's a journalist in the morgue right now because of him. And there may be another journalist in the morgue because of this guy. Let's go to Mike, our friend Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Man, I can hear you're all fired up, and so am I, about what's happening. Uh, Orlando, uh, mentally twisted, mentally disturbed, smirking. I didn't see it, but I'll see it uh, uh, later on today. Um, And so many other things. And I I mentioned on your show, Dominic, with black-on-black crime, no one seems to speak about it. You speak about it. Nobody from the NAACP speaks about it. Now, it's almost like like Curtis said, and good for Curtis taking on AOC. You know, he said, uh, hey, what, what, did, what did we uh, uh, sort of uh, elevate the phony Reverend Sharpton to speak on behalf of, of the African-Americans and blacks? He doesn't say anything about it. And it's, it's sickening. And, you know, I don't care what your nationality is. I'm Italian proud to be. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care about the pigmentation of your skin. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And it's getting so out of control, you know, uh, with this particular incident. And the incident of I'll switch to, uh, you know, what's going on in our country. And, uh, 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 you know, hey, uh, it's about time the transportation secretary gets off his ass and goes to Ohio. And I'm glad Donald Trump did you know, with what's going on in our country. And isn't it ironic, the migrants, they, they, they get uh, free hotels, they want a kitchen. Hey, we have our veterans, some veterans are homeless in the streets. That's number one priority. You know, this is, uh, this is totally out of whack. And everything else, you know, uh, that we're going through, the climate that we live in, like you said, Dominic, the climate and the times that we live in, outrageous. It it is it is and and to take it a step further, Mike and I appreciate the call and friend. Have a a good morning. It, it's warped, it's warped in terms of what's going on in the country. It's just warped. We have a president in Ukraine. Yes, he should be there, but domestic policies first. Those people in Ohio are in trouble. And by not going there, Mr. President, it looks like you're being petty because it's a Republican area. When you promised, as all presidents do, to be the president for all Americans. And and it's, it's almost like the White House is saying, well, you're demanding that we go, so now we can't go. We're not going to go because we're not going to give in. And it's a wonderful thing that Trump, you know, people, oh, oh, his policies put this in motion for this type of accident to happen. I don't know what the facts are as of right now, but what I do know is that those people in Ohio uh, and, and, and Palestine are in trouble, and they, they need to see leadership, and they were happy as can be to see former President Trump there bringing water and treating first responders to McDonald's. So it's simple, it's simple, but it's something that counts. It's something that counts. It says, when the chips are down, I'm here with you. Before I take a break, let's go to uh, Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Actually, I'm I'm taking a uh, line from my friend Jacqueline, who usually calls you. This is sort of some of the things I've talked about with her. Um, This thing that went on in Florida. If this is not evidence that we have some sort of malevolent, that Satan, something's going on in this country, that something like that happens, that the absolute pointlessness of that, shooting a nine-year-old kid, shooting a a stranger for no reason at all, it's just, it just, uh, 
There's there's no reason, but the only reason I could think of is uh, we're maybe in the last days or something like that. Well, I, I don't, I don't, Norman. I appreciate the call. I don't think we're in the last days. I I, I think that uh, that this individual is an animal, and he wanted to go out and 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 what he in gangster glory, if you will. And what's the best way to do that? Uh, you you attack innocent journalists because if you attack journalists and kill journalists. The rest of us are going to make sure that the story gets out uh, throughout the world. And those journalists went there to cover a murder. And right now, one has been murdered, the journalists themselves. And the second one is fighting for their life as we speak. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. And I, I just can't get over the smirk on the suspect's face. Now, can you imagine the two officers that are, that are walking him and they see the smirk on this animal's face after what he just allegedly did? Do you know how hard that must be for those officers? But this is the world that we live in. This is what happens when law and order goes out the window and we start listening to these far left nuts. This is what happens. And until we get it, as a country, and until we focus on law and order to put these animals in check, I'm calling them animals because that's what they are. Stop the games. The old Dominic, they're victims. They didn't do anything wrong. It's not their fault they didn't get an education. Oh, Dominic, be, be nicer to them. Why are you so cruel? This is why. For what happened in Orlando. I've got to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. When we return, we will go to Brooklyn, Queens, New Jersey, Forest Hills, Jersey City, Staten Island, Long Island, and Los Angeles. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Have you seen the video of this incident in Queens? It looks like literally the scene from a Hollywood movie, but it's real. A man's body, he's on top of his own car trying to stop some kids from stealing it on the on the hood of the car, the roof of the car. And they're, they're driving in what looks like about 80 miles an hour. And the kids lose control of the car, and you see the man's body go flying across the vehicle and onto the sidewalk. And so shocking surveillance video captures the moment that a 28-year-old man was thrown from the roof of his carjacked SUV in Queens, leaving him battered and motionless on the sidewalk. Taree Thompson is seen desperately hanging on to the roof of his stolen Lexus. This happened Monday night as the speeding vehicle loses control and slams into a fire hydrant and flips over in South Richmond Hill, sending him literally hurling through the air. A second video, and this is all online, a second video shows Mr. Thompson landing on the sidewalk near Lefferts Boulevard and Liberty Avenue. This happened about 10.45 p.m. and laying there motionless motionless as uh, bystanders run to the uh, wrecked SUV. And here we go again. The three uh, carjackers, two of them, 15-year-old boys, have been arrested, 15 years old. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Mary Beth, Long Island. Good morning, Mary Beth. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. 
um, and I was thinking about you over the weekend. I'm so glad you and your family are okay, but what a trip you had. Uh, I'm really sorry. Hey, Mary Beth, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. What I find interesting, the dream, dream world, whatever the name is, the water park in the Meadowlands. So I had had a yes. wonderful time, right? I'm there with my grandkids. Everything's good. I called it Operation Grandpa. I'm trying to prove to my wife and my daughter that I can handle my grandkids. Wonderful time. And then you just hear the loudest boom. And it it, it was sad. And I, I'm going to get to you in just one second. It was sad because you, it was clear somebody thought that somebody had shot someone or it was a terrorist attack. And you have all these little kids and their parents and parents can't find their kids and they're screaming and they're crying and the lifeguards are rushing in and the New Jersey State Police are rushing in. And then we're all bottlenecked at one entrance to get out. And so we went from a wonderful time on Sunday in the Meadowlands to an absolute nightmare. Go ahead, Mary Beth. Dominic, I'm sorry because I know how much you were looking forward to this, and I wish you and your family the best always. You you. are a great grandpa. You are. Thank you. That's very Um, nice of you to say. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, I just wanted to say the – communication that Angela sent you was so spot on. Good for her. Good for her. And and the man who called last night wanting to start the GoFundMe page for that uh, military family. I mean, my friends and I are all having financial problems now and health problems, but we would all donate. I, I hope he knows that. I hope there's a way for him to get that out. And other people should start thinking about our families on the police force, first responders, military personnel, they deserve so much more than they are getting. So yes. thank you, Dominic. Agreed. And thank you, Mary Beth, for the uh for the wonderful call. Let's go from uh from uh from Long Island to Los Angeles. Let's say good morning to Lars. Lars, good morning. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Hi. Uh, regarding the marijuana laws I have bad news for you. The genie is out of the bottle. Absolutely. Here in Los Los Angeles, where we've had 10 years of legalized marijuana, you have illegal pot shops everywhere. The L.A. Police Department does not have the resources to close them down. If you do shut one down, he comes back two months later or he moves to a different location. The only way to stop this is to repeal the legalized pot laws. It's never going to happen. They don't have the courage or the political will to do it. But I'm just telling New York, illegal pot shops are there to stay. It's it's really it's really sad, Lars. Um and if you know if they just would have listened to someone uh or to people before they just rushed uh to to make this um to make this uh uh legal it's just it defies logic because we're going to deal with nothing but hell going forward oh, abso- absolutely well, and go ahead, and, go ahead and, Lars. You, you have kids walking around smoking marijuana openly it's not just for people over 18. Everybody is smoking marijuana. Agreed. I don't understand it. Agreed. Agreed. And, and, and real quick, uh, about the murder in, in Florida and, and, and crime in, in black areas in, in general, the problem, one of the big problems that no one is talking about is hip-hop music. I call it hip-hop rage. These young people are so pumped up on hip-hop music, and it's just bringing out this rage in them. Every time I go on Twitter, I'm seeing these packs of females that are just, right. they're just doing right. horrible things. Well, I blame it on hip-hop music. Well, Lars, you, you make a good point. And, and to, this, uh, to this animal in, um, in Florida, uh, if he loves hip-hop music that much, well, buddy, You've got the rest of your life behind bars to listen to it. And I hope you're proud of yourself. And I hope your mama is proud of herself for what you did in Florida uh, 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 just a short time ago. One journalist dead, another one fighting for their life. 
murdered victims and a murdered nine-year-old girl. I'm going to go to Frank Morano in just a second, but I want to go to Tony, uh, and then Frank and I will take your telephone calls together after he tells me what he has coming up. Tony in New Jersey. Go right ahead, Tony. Hi, I'm going to make it quick. You know, Joe Biden, president, if we call him that, is not everybody's president. When he went to do what he did for Brittany Groiner, God love her. I wouldn't want her to get stuck there. He's not the same man that doesn't care about these people in Ohio. He has a heart that's hard-hearted for all the American people. And we need a president that treats everyone the same. And that's all I want to say tonight, well, th- Dominic. Thank, thank you, thank Tony. You. But it, it seems very simple to me. Whether they voted for you or not, you go through the motions of acting like you care. You do that at a minimum. Let's bring in Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. Can you believe what's happened in Orlando with that shooting? Uh, it is terrible. And I know you've worked in you worked in local TV news for a long time, both as a reporter and an anchor. And I'm sure you can empathize with what it must be like, not only for the victims, but for the colleagues of the victims to have to report on their own colleagues uh, being victims of a violent crime like this. It's just horrible. You know, Frank, it's a great point you just made because I remember um, 9-11 um, at New York 1. And right. the station in, in Florida, they're the sister station right. to New York I saw 1. That. And so I remember, and I want you to tell me uh, about your show, and I want you and I to take some calls. I remember uh, there have been a couple of high-profile incidents uh, where where the station hired um, uh, plainclothes police officers that were assigned to watch my back. Uh, on, on, like in riot situations and so on, because you're very vulnerable. You can't watch what's going on right. behind you're you. Producing television, right? And and during uh, 9/11, uh, they they had put us all up at these hotels and at New York One, and they had crisis counselors because they. I, I at first I didn't want to go, and it was mandated because they said what, what you're dealing with, you, you you just it can't be dealt with on an, on a uh, mental level. You've got to talk to the counselors. Right. But anyway. Because I want you and I to take some calls, and we're short on time. What do you have coming up this morning? Action-packed show. we got a couple of fan favorites uh, coming back. Uh, Bill Burns, who's been all over this UAP issue of us shooting down these objects that we don't know what they are. He has an interesting take on uh, what's going on with that. Brian Kilmeade, we're going to break down the news of the day, including what's going on in Ohio, and including this Orlando situation. And uh, Mark Berman, uh, who joins me for the AC Report, we're going to talk about all these whales that keep dying, and the called by some for an offshore wind moratorium. So I'm looking forward to it. Another great show. We have little time, but you select the next call. Uh, how can I say no to Frank on Staten Island? Okay, Frank, you're talking to Frank and Dominic. you got about 20 seconds. Go ahead, please. Okay, yes, uh, with the Tiffany Caban and AOC. I've seen Tiffany Caban interviewed on, on New York One. She's just terrible. The nonsense that comes out of her mouth regarding uh, uh, the public safety and her crazy vision for running the city. It, it, the thing is, it's the voters in Queens. The voters are these white liberals who live in Astoria around uh, uh, Dittmar's Boulevard and, and, and 31st Avenue and the, the Starmuck. Frank, 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 I agree with you. They do vote for it. I would love to ask Frank Morano about it, but we have to table this until tomorrow. You want to keep it right there. Frank Morano's coming up right now. But first, news headlines with Alex Barnard.